0: You're listening to Business Made Simple with Donald Miller, Kula Callahan, and Dr. J.J. Peterson. J.J. Kula and I are actually going to coach you through how to give an exit interview. Now, this is a healthy person leaving a healthy company, so it's the best possible exit interview. This conversation is extremely important for several reasons. One is it gets you feedback on why the person would leave. There are blind spots in your company that you aren't seeing. The other thing it does, it gives the person who's leaving a healthy sense of closure. Now, with that, I've got to tell you, today's exit interview is actually a real exit interview. Sadly, this interview is with Kula Callahan, one of our co hosts on the podcast, one of the co presenters at our workshops, a foundational pillar, beloved member of our team, is moving on to better and higher opportunities. And we are grateful that she spent time with us and are extremely excited. About where she's going to go next. But as you listen in as a team leader or as a manager, as a, bu- a business owner, you'll get a little uh, bird's eye view of what an exit interview should look like. And we're going to give you a bunch of sample questions. So, with that, here's our exit interview with Kula Callahan. Kula Callahan did is leaving know, the did company. You, did you know that? <laughs> Did you know we were doing an exit <laughs> interview did, did you know you were leaving?
1: I choked back tears and <laughs> laughter. It's like a jumbled mess in my brain.
0: <laughs> Kula came to us, gosh, a month ago, six weeks ago. Yeah. A long time ago. Two months a ago. Wonderful, wonderful. Two months ago. Let's just say two months. <laughs> a wonderful, wonderful long runway. Really, the way somebody should do it because you're a very important person in our organization. You teach on camera. People love you. You've been an amazing benefit to our organization. I'm so grateful for you and all you've done here, but you gave us a really long runway and we were wondering, well, how do we announce this to the podcast listeners? And we decided, well, what if we do a sample exit interview? Exit interviews are really important. And a lot of times when somebody leaves, there can be a lot of emotion around it. Yeah. And you just sort of don't want to have the conversation and you want to get on and you're worried about team morale and those kinds of things. So you don't actually do an exit interview that gets you amazingly great information.
2: You're not looking to find out dirt, right? Like I think that's what a lot of times people (laughs) are looking for with an exit interview. It's like, let's find the dirt on somebody else in the company or let's find the dirt on why you really left or an opportunity for them to vent. We're just going to give them an opportunity to vent before they leave. Yeah. But an exit interview is really an opportunity to get value valuable information for hiring practices, right? It allows you to find out what are some things that people are looking for in this place, in jobs that maybe we didn't offer this last person, or how can we attract and retain great talent?
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. This is leaving on great terms. And, you know, I teach in Business Made Simple that everybody basically runs their own company and you go and you sell your services Either to the highest bidder or to the opportunity that you think is going to be best for you. And certainly if you know the company changes, we're willing to let people go as the company changes in order to get the right team together. Employees should also be willing to let go of us, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Because I am essentially you guys' client, right? I don't fault anybody for for taking advantage of that, that opportunity. Yeah. It's a free market, right? And we just want to maintain really good relationships in the, in the, in the sort of liquid flow of, of, where, of where jobs are going. So, JJ, yeah. you've actually worked r- diligently
1: to prepare some <laughs> questions. So cool. JJ, hey, thanks for being here with <laughs> yeah. us today and taking the
2: opportunity to do this. My first question is, what really prompted you to begin looking for other opportunities?
1: Wow, JJ, great question. <laughs> um, you know, I started at StoryBrand when I was pretty young in terms of my career. I was like 24 or 25. And the majority of my career has been at StoryBrand and I've also changed a lot over the last six years. And so it's nothing that like specifically happened or didn't happen. I just kind of got this feeling I've been going through um, just some like personal development and growth work on my own outside of my career. And it just started to become clear to me that it was time to make a change really. And so for a little bit, I was like, no, it's not time to make a change. It's not time to make a change. These are my people. This is my company. I helped build this thing. It's like part, it's like my baby. I can't possibly, that can't possibly be true. I you know, and I was just trying to kind of like shut that out. And the more I tried to shut that out, the more almost I started to resent myself a little bit Mm -hmm. Um, for just not listening to that really strong intuitive pull to do something different i think it's time for a change i mean like that's yeah. all i can really say uh, I,
0: and we talked about it uh when we had the real conversation yeah yeah. yeah. and you mentioned wanting experience inside of a large corporation mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. you mentioned and i hope it's okay to say this the oh, yeah. ambition to someday be a member of a c-suite yeah <clears throat> in a large organization and but the more i talked the more i was like that's not what Kula just said she yeah. said and and that experience i can't give you Uh, JJ, I'm also curious though, why ask that question? What is that question? For for our sake, as the company, why would we ask a question like that? You
2: know, the reason why you as a business owner would want to ask this question is because you're looking to see if there were any opportunities or benefits or perks that your company could offer that might attract or retain talent, right? Yeah. So if if all of a sudden we heard from Kula there isn't there is a ceiling here and I don't have the ability to move up, right? Then we would go. We know okay, we're gonna hit that problem we again. We have to. We're gonna hit it again or I need a higher salary, or, uh, you know, I'm looking to uh, get better benefits or something like that, then we would know, oh, we're in competition with other companies based on these things. And and so if we want to attract top talent and retain top talent, we need to do these things. Right. So listening to Kula's answer, I mean, I think the way that you guys approached it, you you went through that process in the initial conversation, right? right. You are like, Okay, you're telling me you want something change, a new challenge, and and you explored if that could happen within the company, mm-hmm. and ultimately, we discovered, no, actually you're you're wanting something different. Yeah. and so we can still learn that and go, all right, in this context, it wasn't one of those things, but you might learn from somebody else that, nope, they got a higher salary or there's an opportunity to do advance or something like that. Right. And then you could know how you're going to attract and retain talent. That's a good question.
1: Yeah. I will say too, like getting a little bit more specific, kind of where I want to be in the next five to seven years in a lot of ways, quote unquote, requires a different experience and a different kind of company and a different industry with a totally different value proposition, different audience, different customer base. So I kind of thought to myself, well, this is where I want to be in five to seven years, which is sitting in the C-suite of an organization. So to your point, Dawn, of like, I just want to be in a different environment, like Mm -hmm. large company, um, tons of employees, just, I don't know. It's just different. Yeah. It's just different.
0: And I said to you, I don't think business school is worth it.
1: That's correct. You did say that to me. And we will
0: give you a subscription to Business Made Simple, which is normally $275, (laughs) but we'll give it to you for half price. Mm -hmm. So I did offer you that. Okay, there there's several other questions. What did you like best and least about your job? Uh, do you think your job has changed since you were hired? Did you feel your achievements were recognized throughout your employment? All these are great questions. I think the audience wants your answers to them, but I bet they want this answer more than anything else. So let's Uh-oh. get to the gossip. What suggestions do you have for the company? How could we improve? JJ, first of all, why, why answer that? I think it's pretty obvious, but then we'll get Kula's answer.
2: You want to know, I mean, I think you want an outside eye and somebody who's, they're leaving so they don't have anything at stake in their job, like where they're going to defend a manager You got a
0: much (laughs) higher chance that this person is going to be honest with you and show you your blind spots.
2: Yeah. But you can get these suggestions to figure out how to improve morale, how to- Find a better direction for a specific position. Um, you get to find out what the culture is like. You get to find out all of those things that you can actually use to improve the workplace.
1: Right. Okay, Kula. Uh oh.
0: How can we improve?
1: Well, when I started working at Storybrand, it was literally me, Don, JJ, Tim, Kyle. So it and was now very we are much
0: 30 people. Yeah, it's with wild. A, over a thousand sort certi- of in our certified community.
1: Yeah. So it started out very much as this like tight-knit family. These are my people. And there was really no separation, if you will, between church and state. So like these it are my coworkers <laughs> and my boss and my family and who I'm spending all my time with at work and outside of work. And so as we've grown, I think we've tried to sort of maintain that family vibe. And we treat each other really well and we have a tight-knit, awesome team. But I think that as we grow, you just have to put processes and structure and systems in place so that people have a really clear understanding of their role within a company and they can not attach that to their role outside of the company of that. Mm. Makes sense. And I think, you know, over the past 18 months, we've done a good job at that. Like it's not something that we haven't recognized and that we didn't know that we needed. And I think we've done a lot. um, We've done a lot of really good work to put these systems and processes and structure, organizational structure in place um, because when you get to a staff of 30 people, like you can't all be best friends and you can't all be in each other's lives and, um, inside of work, outside of work, it just can't happen like that.
0: One of the things that I realized maybe four or five years ago, actually it was said to me, uh, was you're in a, you're in a state where you need to professionalize the organization. Yeah. And I think there were a lot of growing pains totally. in doing that yeah. as we professionalized, because now you're talking about compensation packages with a really close friend yeah you know was that was that process too slow for you or too clunky for you i think it was just a
1: little bit ambiguous um so i what would be helpful is if there was insight into how that was being developed a little bit and why it. it was being developed um and i think the reason i brought that up is because when when we started when i started when it was very much a family vibe I mean, because we were all like very loving, kind people, I think generally as a team, we're pretty averse to conflict and it hasn't been until the past couple years that we've really adopted Don's favorite term, healthy challenge process and carved out space to offer each other critical feedback and challenge each other's ideas and I feel super comfortable giving both of you critical feedback. Yes, you do. Every day. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Every
0: day in a morning text message. (laughs) Here's what you did wrong yesterday.
1: (laughs) I think we've been really intentional with baking that into our vernacular and our conversation and our sort of weekly rhythm. But
0: that's helpful, though, because I, I think moving forward, we know that as people come and go, the organization, the first impression of the organization needs to be more professional than it has been in the past. Uh, there needs to be some boundaries uh, between professional relationships and friendships. And those things are always going to, there's always going to be gray area. It's never totally. going to go away, yeah. but yeah. that's, that's no excuse. Right. And yeah. so th- that, those are areas that that we need to work on. Did you, what, what questions here do you see that would, you think would be One beneficial? thing
2: that I really like um, asking is, would you ever consider coming back? Oh, love that, <laughs> Would you ever girl. consider coming back? And, uh what would need to happen for that to mm. occur?
1: I think if the circumstance was right, I would totally consider coming back. Um, if the company was you know, in a different position and but I felt w- like w- I could really add I value. Mean, if you
0: saw us, we have 100 employees, what position would you want in the company?
1: I would want to be the director of brand. So over basically all communication, all sales and marketing. Just making
0: sure that we're being presented the right way.
1: Yeah, to all of the audiences, including internal people. So over like corporate communications, PR stuff, uh, sales and marketing collateral, digital communication, ads.
0: Gosh, that's, I mean, you know, the, the, yeah. I mean, it's nice to know that because yeah. it also gives us a, a, a frame of reference to say, I can see that in about 100 employees. Yeah. that's that's. I think that's a terrific question. It, it really gives you, these are terrific questions in terms of giving you an understanding of what's going wrong from this person's perspective, what's going right, and where you might need to go. I'm seeing the wisdom in these exit interviews. Yeah.
2: And it's all about gathering information to make the workplace better. And again, I really think the exit interview is oddly enough about the hiring process, right? It's about attracting and retaining good yeah. talent. So you're going, how do we get good people here and how do we get them to stay? Yeah. And there's sometimes, like in coolest case, where what we offer is not what she's looking for in the long run, and mm-hmm. maybe you know a few years down the line, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and so you have to discover that and say what can we what can we learn from this to be a better company, just in general. And there are some other questions that we have that are a little more. We're kind of giving some top level questions. I think with real exit interviews, which we're going to be doing, yeah. is you're asking even some deeper questions, like did your manager specifically give you the right feedback. Or did I, Mm. if I'm like, if I'm the owner of the company, did I give you appropriate feedback? Did I help set the right goals and expectations? Did I give constructive feedback to you? When you look at it as an opportunity to grow, opportunity to learn, and opportunity to invite new people into a better environment where they can grow and help you grow, it's actually a gift. And it It may be, there may be moments that it's, they say things that are hard to hear, but that actually is a
0: gift. It, it's a massive gift. And you know what you really want to create inside of this conversation, of course, this is cool. I knew we were going to do this. We talked about it <laughs> for a week. Uh, but it's a spirit of generosity on both sides. And the spirit of generosity of saying, okay, I'm going to be generous. I'm going to tell you what I think you need to do to improve your company as I leave. And if we can get that so it's not accusational and you know everybody wants to get better. And, you know, your people are seeing things that you're just not seeing and they can give you insight that you don't have access to. Some of these questions are so terrific. Is there anything that would have changed your mind about leaving? Would you recommend this company to a friend? Why or why not? How would you describe the culture of our company? Did you feel that you were equipped to do your job well? That's a really good question about the culture that you've created.
1: I will say too, Don, as part of this exit interview, it's also an opportunity, I feel at least, for me to ask feedback from you guys. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, what can I do better? Where do you see, you know, and you don't want to get like too harsh on yourself, but I'm really curious, like, what do you see as my as my strengths and my virtues? Well, I was and- going
0: to go there next, actually. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that it, I, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, I don't think it's the opportunity to criticize in return. I think it's an opportunity because, you know, why? Here's what you want as an employer. You want everybody who leaves the company to leave way better than they were when they started. And what you want to be able to do is say, while you were here, I've seen you develop. And here's what I think you are capable of in the future. And so, you know, from my perspective, Kula, I remember JJ and I, I mean, this was, you've been here about six years, about five years ago saying, hey, she's got an um pattern. Like when she speaks, she says um a lot. (laughs) We've all got one, right? We've got not an um pattern. We've all got different patterns. And, and, but as a, as a communicator, you can't do it. And I remember thinking, okay, we got to tell her she's got an um pattern. I don't know how she's going to take that. And I think JJ did it. Yeah. You made me do it. I made me do it. (laughs) And I don't know that I've ever heard you say um again you double down on those bets. When somebody can be moldable that way, you double down on them. You say, okay, this is a person we can we can run with. We can invest with this person. You you've become an absolutely fantastic communicator. And I would say and also writer. So if if you, I believe in this climate, if you can write and speak, you are deadly. You're absolutely deadly. And so you know, what I would say to you as you leave the company is you are really deadly in a professional capacity. I mean that in the most positive way. You're not going to (laughs) go kill people. Uh, But you you can go in, I think, to most any organization, you're going to climb really, really quick because you're a very good communicator. Second, uh, I I was always amazed because you prepared a lot of webinars for me. You prepared some keynotes. Mm -hmm. You were able to, I I made so few changes and you know how I am with words. I do. I mean, I'm just (laughs) ferocious and, and I would go in and just go, I can't believe this. I mean, I would, I would move these two slides around. That's about it. Let's go. (laughs) And, uh, and so in the, in the area of communication, I think you're absolutely fantastic. In the area of work ethic, you always had your stuff done. Before they, it was due, if not on time, certainly never late, uh, I could always count on you being prepared. And then the the most wonderful thing in the world, there were times when I thought, oh, I got to get that thing done before tomorrow. And then I would get a Slack message from you and you'd done it. <laughs> I didn't have to ask you, you just did it. And I was like, I didn't know that was, I thought it was my job. It was, it was stepping in. But you were able to see the big picture and what problem areas were coming. So one of the things about leadership the main dynamic I think of leadership the main skill set that makes you go far is that you can problem solve. Yeah. That you see problems coming and you solve them before they happen and you are extremely good at that. And then you know this was a this is a really big one for me personally. And I think it's true in sort of startup and growth mode companies. But there were times, and it's not true, but this is me going into a victim mindset, where I feel like I'm the only one who actually cares about the actual economic objectives of this company. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Everybody cares about our customers, and they care about whether your birthday is getting celebrated, and they care about whether we have good swag. And But I'm the only one really looking at numbers. Yeah. That is an absolute lie, but it's the lie <laughs> I tell myself as I go to sleep. Uh, in meetings, I noticed that consistently you were bringing up business objectives. That you were basically saying, you guys, I see a growth opportunity over here for the company. What if we did it this way? Um, uh, that to me was was it was like if you're carrying two 80-pound suitcases up some stairs, having somebody come along and grab one of them. And, you know, that's how leaders feel about team members who think that way. And it, it was just super, super helpful. So, you know, I'm seeing a talent stack that I think is it would, would allow you to start a company and be extremely successful. It uh, would allow you to go into um, building a personal brand because you could write a book and give a speech, and I would be your biggest fan. Yes. <laughs> Easily. So I, I think all those things are, are true about you. But again, you know, this, this interview is about teaching people to do an exit yeah, interview. Yeah, yeah. But it is such a gift, I think, to especially somebody who's been very, very helpful in, to build an organization. It's incredibly important that you don't get defensive. Mm -hmm. It's incredibly important that you actually say, okay, my job here is to launch people into the dream job that they want. And if it's not here and it's somebody else, I have to keep doing my job, whether I benefit from it or not. I think it says a lot about your company. It's also really important to nail the sort of honoring of yeah, somebody yeah, yeah. who's going. So we're doing a couple of things. We're we're shutting down the office a little earlier and having a happy hour. Any excuse to get a margarita in you, know, we do it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And this is a good one. <laughs> totally. And then we, we've got some other stuff coming up that uh, that we think you'll enjoy. But it's important really to honor the person. And, and here's the other thing. You know, I don't. You know, you're honoring the person, but you're also saying to everybody in the room
2: mm-hmm.
0: that I'm cared about beyond right. what I bring, bring to this to company. company. I'm totally. I'm cared about unconditionally, mm-hmm. and that's a big part of. You know, yeah, you check your heart if you're not yeah. willing to do that. And it also says a lot to the to the everybody else at the company, like this is a safe place that I that I want to engage. Right.
2: Well, first off, you are a gift. And I think you know that how much we love you and how much we're going to miss you. Um, but this is also just fun to hear because we've talked about some of this, but to hear your responses to these was really great because it is a gift to us. Yeah. It's a gift to be able to hear your feedback of how we can continue to improve and how we can get better because we want to, you know, we don't, we're not comfortable just settling and saying like, well, this is how we do things. Mm -hmm. No, no, we always want to be getting better. And I think that's why this is, these types of questions and these exit interviews are so important for everybody. That's a great opportunity to learn and get better. And I'll just say, you know, we're saying this you said this at the beginning we're saying all of this in the context of a healthy split right, right. where Kula is healthy you're healthy if you are in an abusive situation <laughs> like, <laughs> this is not really the you, you know it's just like alright we're done you know yeah. but no, like, we're talking yeah, here no, in the context a of point. healthy separation where both parties are wanting to grow right yeah. where Kula's wanting to go and experience new things and take over the world mm-hmm. we'll be working for her someday I am yeah. I can guarantee it and where we want to grow as well you know where we want to continue to grow as well
0: so i I love this this uh we love you we have enormous respect for you it's going to be extremely hard to live without you around here and that says everything about who you are as a person. This would probably for JJ and I be a tear-jerking sob fest yeah. <laughs> if we weren't a part of the same quarantine pod and essentially we're gonna see you every day yeah. anyway.
2: Yeah, remember when you were saying like we need healthy boundaries? <laughs> <laughs> Not after this. Yeah, now, after we don't, this. now we don't, we don't need work them. together anymore. We'll be together <laughs> all the time.
0: <laughs> well, it's a bit of a tough closing thought. Uh what do you say when somebody that you care about, somebody who has contributed so much to the team and to the company uh, leaves? Uh, well, I think you say thank you and you, you try to formulate thoughts on everything they did and everything they contributed and the incredible generosity and work ethic that they gave and you know how do you put it into words and, that, and that's a good thought uh, for all of us who run businesses. what What is it that makes somebody? So great! What is it that makes an employee so terrific? Uh, and maybe we can we can find some characteristics here, and and those of us who who work for a company can emulate these, and those of us who run companies can appreciate them more. We're going to miss Kula, And We're not just going to miss her because she's a fun person and she's an encouraging person. We're going to miss her because she was a foundational part of the work that we delivered, the value that we delivered. She's going to be tough to replace. We're we're going to find somebody who's really terrific. There's no question because the company has to keep getting better and better. But she's going to be tough to replace, and that begs the question, if you will, why? Well, I think one of the things is, uh, you know, she saw the company and our products from the customer's perspective, and it's often, you know, counterintuitive to do that because you're thinking, well, you know, if we do this, we do that, or our competitors are doing this, or competitors are doing that. It should be the most obvious thing in the world, but you need somebody around who sees your company and your products from the the customer's perspective. It's a major value in one of your team members. Another thing is she just always went above and beyond uh, when she created products. She's very good at determining, defining what the business objectives are, the most important thing to keep the company alive and afloat. And she knows what they are and she doesn't lose track of them. And she gently reminds people of what they are and what we need to be focusing on. She just got better. At, uh, at her job over time. And uh, what that meant is the investment that we made in her got a larger and larger and larger return every year. Yeah, you know, I'm thankful for Kula. I'm thankful for folks like Kula. As a guy who runs a company, you've got to surround yourself uh, by people like this. I thought maybe as a closing thought, it would, it would just be uh, important to say, what do we value in these employees? And these are a few things that I valued in Kula. Of course, we wish her the absolute best in whatever she does next. I have a feeling all of us, me, you, we're all going to be working for her someday, and I'll i will uh, I'll be grateful to do that. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Business Made Simple. We absolutely love helping you discover what's wrong with your business and giving you all the tools and the content that you need to make it grow. Here's to terrific employees. See you next week. It can seem like the whole job of an entrepreneur is to worry, which is why the Business Made Simple podcast is here for you every week,
2: taking the mystery out of growing your business. So if you got something out of today's episode,
0: please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Then go to businessmadesimple.com to see how our on-demand courses and live coaching events can give you the practical skills you need so you won't just sound like you understand business. You will actually know how a business works and how to grow it. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.